Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. We try not to cringe that sometimes uh, it happens. Inevitably. Uh, we usually binge. But though. I'll tell you, like, the things that make us cringe in life make the binges that much better. They do. Have you ever seen, and you, Adam in particular, ever seen Adam Ruins Everything? I don't like the title of it. I did actually <laughs> see that while I was perusing through Netflix the other day, and I was like, I don't care for this. It's what awesome. demographic are you trying to hit? If it's me, you've lost me. It's another Adam with more hair. Well, there there are more than one of us. Whatever. There's only one. There can be only one. I think you're thinking of Highlanders, and even mm. in that case, they had four know, sequels whatever. and a TV show. So, Jane, there was at least two. I get that. I think there was more. So, Adam Ruins Everything is a, it's kind of like Mythbusters presented in a different way. He takes a subject and presents it in a very easy to swallow and entertaining fashion, as in, oh, I got to make sure the kids see some of these because have someone else tell them this. And uh, for instance, um, I just I, I, okay. I just watched both seasons in like two days. Chris Probably and I will one. do that, but it's usually those those videos or shows that like where people send in videos of them getting hurt. We'll be like, Oh, oh we love those, guys! Yeah. You, guys, you got to watch this. This guy's about to get an oar in the head. Yeah, yeah wait for it. Falling. Wait for it now. Now. <laughs> so it's not oh, it's just good us. every time. <laughs> I know it is. So um, he, Adam ruins the internet is what this one was called. And he's got this, I don't know what you'd want to say, bearded hipster type of guy saying... Uh, that paints, paints a pretty solid picture. Yes. Okay. And, and he's the character going, well, you know, I don't call them smartphones. I call them dumb phones because people aren't talking to each other. And so then he brings up all this other stuff. And he says, well, um, in, uh, when you first got the telegraph... You had reactions like this when you first got the newspaper. And so then there's comedy and then he cites either the expert or where this information was found. And he's saying that each time technology brought in something new like this, the reaction was pretty much the same. People are only doing this. And he said, in reality, what they are doing is communicating to each other. And so... You have, you know, that woman is is writing a report to a colleague in Norway. And then he cuts to another guy and he said, I'm cyberbullying a child. And he says, well, they're not all winners. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, it's very entertaining. Uh, by the way, don't cyberbully anyone or a child. Uh, so he explains things like that. He did uh, a great one on the wall and what it would cost to build a wall, and he presented it the great from Wall of China. No, and he presented it from the point of view of a a legal immigrant girl and her family. John Oliver did a similar report discussing, like, I mean, really just laying it out, going mm -hmm. when you pull from this area, this area, this area, like construction parts and all of yeah, this, that kind like, of thing. Yeah, and made a There's very good billions. Argument. And, and then he said most illegal aliens actually arrived via plane. And a plane can fly over a wall, and then they just, their visas ran out, and they ended up just like, not like going instead, back. Like, so, you know, why don't we fix, like, I don't know, the water in Flint, Michigan? Give everybody health care. Or literally uh, but, any, but, but, any one of those other things. So he just uh, obviously has a definite point of view. But what I like about the show, whether you agree with it or not, he has... 
valid experts and people from Harvard and Yale and professors at schools like that. Yes. And so he presents all of this information, which is very, very interesting. He did one, Adam Ruins Weddings. And it was was about how many weddings, not yours, many weddings these days can cost upwards of $30,000. Good Lord. I know, which is insanity. That was not my wedding. No. And I know I, I... my wedding was certainly under $40, two grand. $50,000. Yes. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, women started wearing white in the United States because Queen Victoria in the 1800s wore white. And they said, you know, for most people, women only had one dress and it sure wasn't white because you couldn't keep it clean. No. But to show, he said, the way weddings are presented was to show wealth, and then a whole industry grew up around it. Just to have a white wedding cake showed wealth at the time to get that finely granulated white sugar. It's like, oh. You know, it's just interesting you how— You start breaking it down. It's yeah. almost like listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, explain something. Like, you just—you want to pull up a piece of carpet, like, cross your legs, and just be like, keep huh. keep talking. Yeah, and so the, he did it with with tons tons of stuff. Uh, he he does one on hygiene. You know why do you need that face mask? Why do you need this? Why do you need that? And he says, you know what? You have something to keep you clean that is the most extraordinary thing that not even everyone in the world has. You have access to clean water which, every day. Which I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the people that are listening to this right now. Have access to and take it for I take it for granted. Oh yeah, and so then he says, you know, how many people uh, do not have indoor plumbing in the world, right? And don't have access to clean water, and so that we and marketing have preyed upon us that we believe. Well, I I do need this type of shampoo, and then like once a week I have to switch to this type of shampoo, and then I'm going to need a good sugar scrub, and I'm going to need a conditioner. And he said mouthwash Listerine used to be used. It was actually created as a surface and floor cleaner. That's That explains a lot. Yeah, it does. I, uh... So... All that was, it's just fascinating and it is fun the way that it is presented. And especially when you start breaking down things like, like, like you were saying, like wearing the color white. Like, where never did, crossed where did my that, mind. Where did that tradition start? Like, most people, like, I've never not had running water. Like, I don't, I don't even think about it until like a, a pipe gets clogged or <laughs> something like that. And, and I'm just like, oh, but you'll watch, like, say, a movie about the Wild West, and you'll see somebody at a bathhouse where they have to pay somebody to pour them, like, a hot water bath. Like, I, and I'll think about it sometimes just going, what if I had to drive to town? Like, I had to make it an event like grocery shopping or, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to gotta run this to the post. I've got to gotta, gotta get this mailed by that time or I have to, like, go take care of this. I, I don't even consider it. It's just like, okay, well, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to take a shot. Like, yeah. I... I just, it's part of my And that's what I liked about this show, other than the fact that it's simply entertaining. Uh, One of the shows is Adam Ruins Animals. And it's, the setup is this girl wants, you know, she's going to 
buy a dog? Should she get this kind, this kind, or this kind? And he said, well, to be honest, all of your purebred dogs, they tend to have a host of inbred issues. And then he talks about uh, the bulldog. Now, I've met bulldogs. I love bulldogs. However, the bulldog, as it is today, as a standard breed, it's amazing the dogs are alive. So it's essentially like the aristocracy in like medieval times, the very heavily like inbred. No, like... Well, no, no, no. It's not that they're, well, they could be um, because they, as the experts say, you know, they all came from wolves. But if you want to breed for a specific look and temperament, the gene pool that you can breed from is limited because you're not going to try to make a dog to look like a bulldog and then pull in a collie. You're so eventually there wanna, are redundancies. I do want to make sure that the headline Adam inbreeds dogs <laughs> is as far away from me as as can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Just just like I said, there's more than one of us out there. Um but I don't I don't want people to assume that's no. something that I do. No. Uh it is it is fascinating. because um, I don't recall what he said Specifically, but I think that the specific breeds, it became a thing in England to just create your own type of dog. You know, it's like a build a bear. Yeah, but, it's but... like <laughs> I've made, I've bred these dogs to have really pushed in faces, and and I call them this. You know, and so it's uh, it's interesting how he. He uh, breaks all that down. Now, I do know there are dogs that are were bred to do specific things. I get all that. I'm not knocking that. But it's just interesting the way he uh, gives you more information. And when you like start I looking said, at the genesis point of things, again, yeah. that you, you probably hadn't thought of, considered, or knew. Well, about the bulldog, I met a bulldog who I simply adore. Sounds like it's dying, and it's a breathing issue. It's not dying. It, but it's because their faces are so smushed. And that's how they're born. Some of them require surgery because they cannot breathe properly. And it's a whole thing with hip dysplasia, this, and the the dogs that have a more flattened face, they have a lot of sinus issues and, well, they can't breathe properly. Can't well, breathe at all. A, they're dead. I mean, but, if you'll look at th- through most of nature and, like, the shapes of noses, like, that's not yeah, that's not way, the way a lot of them are. Precisely. So all that is, is really very interesting to me. And I think if you watch a lot of these shows as a family, if people have differing opinions, it would just be a nice jumping off point for, I don't know, a conversation. I, I think my family would have too much fun watching a show called Adam Ruins yeah, I, Everything. True, I almost, would. I don't I don't know if they would be able to handle it. They'd be like, oh, dad, dad ruined the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Like, Shut it. Yeah. The mouth. Uh, he does one on Adam Ruins uh shopping malls and i didn't know i forgot the name of the guy but some german guy decided that a shopping mall would be kind of like its own community where you would have a place to gather you'd have a place for entertainment you'd have a place for shopping you have a place for food and then it developed into uh we had so many in the 70s because it was a great way to i don't know hide money and so on and so forth okay so, like the uh Different spellings and like how, let's say in England, they initially spelled it with two L's or something, a word Mm -hmm. with two P's. A lot of those changed when they came here because of typeface. Mm -hmm. Because you were paying by the letter, people would just spell it with one L 
or 1P. And eventually, that spelling was just the one that was accepted because it was seen so readily and consistently in, say, a newspaper, which, if you don't know what those are, are like tablets um, that had information that you had to turn through, like a book. Like a book. So, interesting and and very entertaining. Yeah. Very entertaining. So, I can certainly say that... Adam Ruins Everything is Worth Your Time. Now, that is on Netflix. It originally aired on True No E TV, whatever that is. What happens tomorrow on the Hulu is the reboot of Charmed. So, which, which I'm sure a is lot of charming. people are. I'm sure they are. Excited about I was more of a Buffy. I was aware of Charmed. And tomorrow, the Alec Baldwin show. One-on-one conversations. I would, man. I honestly like. I I think I'd pay to be a fly in the wall, like listening to a- Alec Baldwin have conversations. And on the Hulu on the seventeenth, Nate Fillion in The Rookie. I I don't even need to know what it's about. Exactly. Like, I just you, you had me at Nathan Fillion. Yeah. So all that's coming up on. The Hulu. Which, by the way, is generally referred to as just... Hulu. Hulu. I know. I've been saying the Walmart to the children so much because I find it amusing that now that is simply how they refer to it. And that now I've stopped saying it. It's like... <laughs> True without an E. Yeah. The Hulu. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Kind of twisted. Okay. And I saw something else. That's original, original... Be careful on Hulu because sometimes you're going to find something that you think is a new show, new to Hulu. And it might be new to Hulu, but it's an older show and there are only like eight episodes. So just make yourself aware before you get into it and go, huh, so that was just dropped? That aired in what, Canada? And I missed it? And then you get attached? Just look ahead. That's all I'm saying. It's one of the reasons I try to research what I watch as much as I do, just so I don't get hit with a a nasty, oh, this is really good. Yeah, well, it was canceled after four episodes. It was on ABC in uh, 1997. Sorry. I feel like we're in fall season now, just looking at the Hulu, all this stuff. I have a lot to do this week, but clearly I need to make some TV time. Serious. Now, your feelings on the cancellation of Iron Fist. I am not surprised that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not gotten to watch all of season two, but I think it was an improvement mm-hmm. um, over it. But they are very tight-lipped on the budgets of these shows or how much they cost or even how many people are Right, are Netflix them. doesn't say exactly how many watch it. And I think the fact that Defenders was not critically acclaimed or like just didn't hit the way that they wanted it I to. It was fun. I I liked it, but I think they wanted the Defenders to be Netflix Avengers. Oh. Like Avengers like I mean it hit like it just started smashing records mm-hmm. like just when when Avengers was in the theater, like it, I mean, it was it was an event. Like you knew that it was an event. Mm-hmm. And Defenders was a show, and I thought it it kind of correctly did a lot of things. I liked uh, Sigourney Weaver, like yeah. as the villain. Yeah. Um, I thought it it justified bringing the four of them together, but it didn't feel like an event. Mm. Justified. 
what if they brought them together with, with the justified? justified? Yeah, I have not. I've had an idea where they bring a lot of like, say, um, any character. Like, let's say Nathan Fillion's character in Firefly. Yeah. Um, character from Justified. Like, you start bringing together all these characters that are known for like shooting first. Bring in Harrison Ford's Han Solo. Like, oh wow. Like, just let them start solving problems. Who would be the asking the questions later, though, if they're all to shoot them first? That, well, I think that's the problem you run into with that show. Oh. Literally everyone's dead, and every episode is, like, four minutes. Yeah. They just they walk into the bar, and they'll just be like, you want to take this one, Captain Reynolds? And they'll be like, no, I, I think you've got it today, Mr. Solo. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> then Raylan, who, who was, he just got there late, and he's like, well, uh. Okay. Well, I was going to try. Okay. It's done. Everybody's dead. Everyone's dead. Now, I have not seen the last episode of season two of Iron Fist, but I have been told that it was written with so a, much so that. With a third season yes, in mind. Yeah. Yes. I haven't got there like, either, but I've been told if you enjoyed the ending. But I mean, I guess it's not like Marvel Netflix is dead, period. Correct. And if you will look at the tweet that the. Uh, one of the produ- it was the producer, the showrunner. Basically, it doesn't just say like it's dead, it's gone. Thanks. It refers to him as the immortal Iron Fist and says that like, uh, no fear, like the immortal Iron Fist will live on. Like maybe they're just being coy and referring to the comic book series, but Disney is starting up their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. Netflix has a lot of properties that. Hypothetically, I'm going to say Disney wants. Well, I guess Iron Fist would be the and if, easiest if to they are going to, like Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah, no. they're not. I, I like if Netflix has them like dead to rights as far as the contract. Like, I wouldn't give up Daredevil. Daredevil like is the one of the more critically acclaimed of the shows. Like it, I don't know what the ratings are, but I can't imagine that it's one of the lesser watched. Mm-hmm. Like of them all, the two seasons of Daredevil that I've seen are. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, loved them. Iron Fist I watched because it was part of that, and I went and Defenders came on. I wanted to make sure I was up to date, but I didn't love Iron Fist. If Iron Fist had been the show out of the gate, I probably would have just been like, Mm. uh, Yeah. Well. Like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was, I guess, technically the first Marvel TV show, and it's ABC Studios Marvel, not... Netflix, like, right. there's it's a difference a between different all thing. of them. And, like, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, which had a lot of the movie's resources, didn't hook me immediately. Like, it's only taken till recently that I've went, okay, I need to dig back into this. Because Red Review's saying the show got a lot better as it went on. They had Dare, or not Daredevil, Ghost Rider in one of the, I'm like... Okay, I did like it with Ghost Rider. I, I'm saying, like, as much as I'm into the Marvel movies, I was just like, I need to give this thing another shot. So have you caught yourself I am up? in the middle of season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so And, you- like, the, the improvement from season one to season two is noticeable. And how many seasons are there? Because I've seen I all I believe uh, six right now, and they are going to go into seven after... There, because of the events of Infinity War... They did not go into it like in a the regular fall season. Mm-hmm. So I think it picks up this spring, possibly to avoid like right. any issues issues with Infinity because like lots of st- like 
you can ignore some of the events of the Marvel movies. Like, they directly tied into Winter Soldier mm -hmm. on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, like, stuff that happens in Ant-Man or this, that, either, you can ignore that. When you have an event like what happens in Infinity War, you can't, you can't ignore that one. Mm -hmm. And as a television show, either you completely embrace that wholeheartedly, or, like I said, maybe it takes place after everything's fixed, maybe it takes place after nothing gets fixed, and this is the world mm -hmm. that they're living in, but you can't really show what happens without, I guess, stealing some of Avengers 4, whatever it ends up being called, Thunder. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe that's why. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like I said, is a show that I found is an improvement over that, and I've been told that it only, it only gets better as it goes on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they have they have an interesting storyline that I'm just gonna say is Matrix esque in that they are they're all having an alternative story, but their uh, bodies are just hanging out. But there's an alternative whole lifetime going on, and that is like the bulk of a season. They have another season where they're. Marvel Agents of Shield in space. I've I've seen I've I've really tried to avoid getting too too much of a deep dive before I get mm -hmm. into it because I do I do like to be surprised. And granted, I could have just solved all of that by watching it first run, but I didn't and now I am and I'm I'm fighting going to like the Wikipedia page or like the message boards because like when when Lost was on I wanted to figure it out. Like, and I was going to all that stuff because nobody knew anything more than I did. Right. But now I know definitively people definitely know more than I do about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, the the Netflix shows, I'm pretty well cut up, caught up on. But like I said, um, as far as Iron Fist not returning, I don't think anybody's surprised that if one was going to get the mm -hmm. axe, it was Iron Fist. But I'm not sure if it's gone. Right, or at least he isn't the actor yeah. as Iron Fist. Well, I mean, it, they could have canceled Iron Fist because very famously in the comic books you had Heroes for Hire, where Luke Cage and Iron Fist started their own kind of mercenary group. They were heroes. I, I don't think I'm bearing the lead on this. And for hire, could you you could hire them. Yes, hmm. for because they're heroes. And they were heroes. Yeah, because that's what heroes I'm saying. Do. Like it is they because they also haven't confirmed Luke Cage. Season three. Mm -hmm. If they don't confirm that, maybe it's a hero, Heroes for Hire hmm. show. Or, like I said, maybe maybe it's migrating over to Disney service. Because if if they're going to give up any of them, that's the one I would see them giving up. And mm -hmm. there's been no talk of a Defender season two, so that may not be a thing. And if it isn't, why, why do you need Iron Fist there? Or maybe Disney wants, maybe Disney wants Heroes for Hire. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. it... It, it was not definitive in the way that you see a lot of, like, cancellations. Like, nobody was like, we will find another home for this. We'll see if Hulu wants it. We'll see if ABC wants Like, it was just the way that they were just like, okay, yeah, well, the Mortal Iron Fist. All right, see ya, peace. <laughs> like, it, it... Peace out. There's, like I said, maybe I'm just reading into it because, because I am. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, like I said, there's another avenue that they already have in place. Because the the Marvel brand is enough so that, like, you can kind of mess around with stuff a little. And the name Marvel being on a property, like, it doesn't guarantee that you're a success. But, I mean, you have Marvel's Runaways. 
Um, I'm sure, or well, I'm not sure, like you've got um, Gifted, which is on Fox right now, which is technically a Marvel show, but it's in, what it, it's 20th Century Fox X-Men Universe Marvel. Mm-hmm. Do they do they fold that in? Gifted, the, the first season, was was fantastic. Like, I haven't it, watched it, that yet. It, it is it, on the Hulu. About, it's about to drop the second season. But like if you if you dig like the 20th century X-Men uh universe or 20th century Fox X-Men you I don't know what to call that mm-hmm. exactly. If you like it, it um it's entertaining. The mm-hmm. kids actually watched it with me like it was enough that like we were kind of steam thro- steamrolling through through those episodes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So there's that. And uh, just a whole lot of stuff. Now, things you can get up to date on if maybe you hadn't had time before because you, like, take care of stuff, unlike me. Um, The Good Place is very entertaining. And I thought it was going to get canceled because usually if I like a show and it's different, it gets canceled, like Pushing Daisies. That's only if it's on Fox. Um, if you like things and it's on Fox, they will cancel it. Yeah, well. Uh, so, by the way, Pushing Daisies. Crap, really I love like it. Gifted. Son of a... <laughs> you just... Get, oh, you did it. Oh. The Good Place uh, is an interesting premise. It is a comedy. And uh, you have this slouch of a girl who dies in a freak accident. And she wakes up. And she's told she's in the good place because there's the good place and there's the bad place. And she's in the good place. And in the good like, place. Like being a good witch or a bad yes, witch? Yes, and in the good place, only, only uh, her, her handler is um, cheers Ted guy. Ted Danson. It's like, I, was, <laughs> I almost said several names that were other leading men, but incorrect. Anyway, yeah, Ted Danson looking very dapper and... The problem is she knows that she's not everything that they said. And then she finds out that the other people are not everything that they said. And so comedy ensues is really all I can say. Ted Danson looks to me like he hasn't aged particularly. He just looks like a poster you let sit in the sun too long. Like a lot of his color is not there like say it was at, I don't know, season 10 of Cheers. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, his hair is whiter, but, like, take away that stuff. Ted Danson still looks pretty much like Ted Danson did. Oh, yeah. In the 1990s. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Or maybe he started dyeing his hair white so people could tell that he aged. And he's gotten funnier. And in Cheers, like, if, again, if you guys haven't watched Cheers. Norm! I, I, I know that it is, let's see, it went off the air, what, in early 90s? So it's been off for almost 20 years at this point. And its syndication is you not... You can find it. it can I'm find saying it. it's not as heavily syndicated as it once was. Um, seek it out. Cheers is a gold mine. And I showed the girls just a few minutes of Cheers earlier today. And I said, do you know that voice? See the mailman there? Listen to him talk. You've heard him on every Pixar film you've ever seen. That guy. I do think it's interesting that... Frasier spun out of Cheers and mm-hmm. like Cheers is almost like your 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 the proto friends like they're hanging out mm-hmm. like it's not exa- it's not lowbrow humor but like I mean it's funny like Cheer- Cheers is a solid funny show yes Frasier is not about a bunch of friends like hanging out like it's a really a a trio 
Mm-hmm. And occasionally you'll get like some other characters inter- interspersing in there. But it's about Niles, Frazier, and their father. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's very highbrow. Like, if you're not paying attention, some of those jokes may go over your head. Like, they're not afraid to tell like a joke that only three people get. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about it. Like, and the the fact that like it is spun directly like out of that. You would think a show that was spun out of Cheers might have had more of its DNA in there, but Frasier mm-hmm. is very much is, and may, maybe that's the reason why it had the success that it did. Yeah, because it was. Well, when Frazier first walked into the bar, he was so drastically different from everyone, which made him delightful. Yeah. And then when Lilith was, ah, Cheers Cheers is a wonderful ensemble. It's not like he was only in a small part, because he was on there for, what, seven, eight years of their run? What is it, season three, four he shows up? And he's he's on The Simpsons, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if Matt Groening has decided that you need to guest star in, let's say, like, 27, 20, 29 of the seasons the show's been on... Because if he doesn't appear as Sideshow Bob, mm-hmm. he's usually a voice, yeah, or or something else and, like, uh, in there. His latest animation thing is he's the guy. It's like six eyes on Troll Hunters. Yeah. <laughs> so half your kids just listen to Cheers; they'll recognize the voices. One of the few things that was worth watching in X Men Three was Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Like, X-Men 3 doesn't have a whole lot of stuff that I go, I need to revisit that. But Kelsey Grammer as as the Beast was one of the parts of the movie mm-hmm. that was a highlight. Killing Patrick Stewart? Not. Uh, Cyclops dying? Not. Um, Brett Ratner's direction? Uh, not. You know, I don't think I've even seen it. Don't. Or if I did, I have erased all memory of it. It was enough so after First Class when they did X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. They... X-Men Days of Future Past, besides being like a fun uh, action-packed science fiction movie, more or less set out to erase X-Men 3. Okay, it well. was like X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men 3 never happened. We're going to do a movie that's purpose is to take those two out of the timeline. Hmm, interesting. Well, it worked for me. Yeah. Don't, well don't, don't revisit X-Men 3. Like, okay. just go on YouTube, type in Kelsey Grammer is Beast. Like, let it sum that up for you in eight minutes. And you don't have to wonder where the time went when you have that two hours you can't get back. I would rather just watch Kelsey Grammer singing all of the Broadway show tunes from The Simpsons. The the bit where he does HMS Pinafore. That's exactly what Bart. I was thinking oh, of. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a British tar is a... Oh. It's... it's and then he's like, he's like, oh, you tricked me. And like... Tricked him into singing the entirety of a musical to stall him so the cop... Oh, it's... And the musical is HMS Pinafore. Just, it's beautifully done. It is... Pr- it's the best Sideshow Bob ep- episode. And if it's not my favorite episode of The Simpsons, like, it's in the top three. Mm-hmm. I, I think Radioactive Man, like the... Oh, yeah. The not that That's probably my favorite episode. But I think... Because it's got the rakes. Yeah. It's all. Who wants to drive through that uh, field full of cactus? I do. I do. I do. (laughs) Not me. Huh? Well, I do. And he he even says the number, and it's off like by one as to who all is in the family. Yet, but but it's Homer, so we accept that. And I just want to point out this makes sense to us because Kelsey Grammer is in Cheers, and that's what we were talking about. It Cheers is binge worthy. The Simpsons is binge worthy. And just YouTubing Kelsey Grammer on anything 
And just watching clumps of Kelsey Grammer is worth binging on. Like the the fact that, well, I mean, they're trying to bring Frasier back right now. Like kind of doing the, uh, similar to the Roseanne, is it the revival? Is that what we're calling them? They're calling them reboots. Um, Fran Drescher now wants to reboot The Nanny with Cardi B Murphy, as Murphy her, Brown as her is daughter. currently like back on the air. Like I'm just Magnum PI is back. Well, yeah, but that's not with Tom Selleck. That no. actually is a reboot. I'm saying like oh th- oh, they are, oh oh they are wanting to go back with Fra- they want Kelsey Grammer. They they want well I mean the father obviously can't show up there, mm-hmm. but they they want um, everyone like back that okay. is willing to participate they want to do another like 10 11 episode whatever run a frazier on nbc they're trying to do the same thing with the office like there's a lot of interest in revisiting these properties in smaller doses i wonder is it because they were so good and we want that back or is it because no one's writing anything fresh i i or because we'll watch just 10 episodes now and be done with it. Keep in mind the kind of the your your template for how things were made back then and keep in mind how much competition there was not mm-hmm. in let's say 1990. The money as far as advertising has dwindled significantly on networks because there there there's not just one place to watch anymore. Mm-hmm. Um with with the smaller amount of money coming into the networks, you can only develop X amount of shows. And of those shows, like unless you're and I, I, I use it simply because of its 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 ratings potential, uh Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Like you can't spend the amount of money that was spent on sitcoms in the early nineties on sitcoms now. Right. Just because you're you're not getting the same return on that, you can't put the amount of talent on it, and I'm sure that is trickling down to either the writers, directors, producers, whomever. You're probably not getting as much top tier talent on those things. Like back in the day, like if you were on Frasier and like you wanted to be a, a a sitcom writer, like that's one of the places you wanted to be, and I guarantee you that they probably paid really well, mm-hmm. especially compared to now. I, I think you had a lot more money to put into those situations um and you could you could take a chance like i i guarantee you if you will look at the sitcoms in 1991 that were being put onto air versus 2018 that number is drastically different just mm-hmm. again because if the advertising dollars are not coming in the networks are not going to spend more money to make less it it just does, it doesn't make Which financial sense brings me to this Netflix is showing some, it's a serial documentary on the 80s and the 90s. There's probably others, but I've only seen the 80s and the 90s, produced by Tom Hanks. And it's just that. It's, uh, for instance, the 80s, the very first episode starts out with, in the 80s, most people were watching TV on only three channels. Yeah. And it, I mean, it makes it makes a huge yes. difference. And much in the same way that, like, Okay, I, I know that we do it a lot. The the Marvel Universe movies, especially the sequels. Mm-hmm. Sequels have a built-in audience, at least that first weekend. And if you can make a good movie, then they're going to come in the ensuing weekends. Mm-hmm. Kelsey Grammer, like because of the 21 years he spent playing Fraser Crane, mm-hmm. it, it, he's a big deal yeah. on a network. Like, And even the fact that, like, see, when did they go off? 
2004. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's even been 14 years beyond that, like him being on the small screen is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that, at the very least, comes with a huge audience for that first episode. Now, if you can make a quality show, get him to stick around for 10 episodes, like however you feel about what happened with the Roseanne revival, mm-hmm. those numbers were huge mm-hmm. for ABC. Like, People liked that show when it was on, and when they brought it back, and they did so in a way that I, I watched the the episodes. I watched one or two episodes. It was, I mean, if you liked Roseanne back in the day, mm-hmm. it was very much Roseanne, but like taking place in 2018. If if you can have almost that guaranteed eyeball, like for that first episode, and you can maintain the quality, and most of them are bringing back writers, producers, actors. That were there at the heyday of these these particular things. Television is not Thursday. Thursday night is no longer like a guaranteed ratings powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like for you, you you've got to have something that puts the bodies in front of the TVs. And these people that are legends or icons or whatever you want to call, like if 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 Bob Newhart wanted to do a new show, I guarantee you, they they'd just be like yes. Mm-hmm. You you want to revisit what? Yes, yes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. If 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 they if you could un- unravel like some little bits of the Mary Tyler Moore show that would be unable if, to pre- let's participate. Say Bill, Cu- no, Bill, well, no. well, I'll tell you. Um, three <laughs> years ago, yes, yes, seeing a return to Cosby, like mm-hmm. I guarantee you, NBC would have jumped all over that. What if? What if? It was a return to, it would be like um, Cosby behind bars, and it was... Uh, I think it's a lot harder for him to teach the kids life lessons. I see. If if Cliff Huxtable is jailed. Like, All right, I see for, that. For any reason, and I, I mean, honestly, after after that happened in the Cosby, like, the, the DVD set for the whole show went down to, like, 20 bucks. If that tells you anything, like... Yeah. I hate it when stuff I love is tainted. And I'm like, I, I will t- like B- Bill Cosby now, like it has pretty much, he is in the same category career wise as um, Kevin Spacey. I, I mean, these are just, they, I know. In, in all likelihood, they are never going to work again. Harvey Weinstein will never have his own production company. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he produces a, String of like, I, I I don't know like independent films maybe mm-hmm. at best. Um, maybe I, I he and Roman it, Polanski could uh, nope. open something. Oh up. man, that's oh, huh? t- oh that is that is some. They, they could they could have their own film studio. They could in France, and they need to yeah. keep it. Out and of they the, could they could hire. Uh, <laughs> funny, not funny. Well, I mean, it's just the the and the thing about I think what makes. The Cosby thing so much more difficult is the fact like Cliff Huxtable was I mean yeah. he was he was the quintessential dad he was wholesome like he was he was good and uh, from one of the documentaries I was just watching they said you had a lot of sitcoms with African American families and they were all struggling but the fact that this was an upper middle class family one of them's a doctor and like, that was the on TV lawyer like and and that was that was what was important about it. To show African Americans not struggling, 
And like it wasn't like he wasn't and doing was so funny. He wasn't doing like the, the, the terrible stereotypes that they wanted to right. affix to African-Americans at that point. Like, like I said, he was a very you had a successful doctor, a successful lawyer. Like he was a good father. Like he was making mm-hmm. sure that like and like you said, the show was just so funny. Mm-hmm. Like it was an exceptional show. Like however you feel about what Cosby has done now, which, like I said, you're probably right, right about however you oh, feel yeah. about it. I'm that I'm not defending, but I'm saying like if you go back and look at the Cosby Show, like it, anything you ever watched on Thursday night television, it is one of the shows that helped make um, must see TV a reality. Mm-hmm. Like Friends, Seinfeld, like any of those, like. It put Thursday night NBC back on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was extraordinary for everything that it the, did. See the office, which, is, which just really bums me. Yeah, the, and like I said, you can't. And it, I mean, it's permanently tainted me. I could like, go on and tell you all of the extraordinary things Cosby did in television because I know far too much about it. And yet, now I'm just not going. And it's just it's it's it erases all of that, like decades worth of accomplishments and yeah. like i said they're they're th- none of them matter anymore uh, now i'm really bummed but hey he's in jail and maybe uh oj can visit him and they can have uh have share tips does, or something does, uh, i don't know uncle uncle oj shows up on the cosby uh i don't <laughs> funny not funny um yeah there's nothing funny about it but why were we talking about that? I don't know. I want to say something about NBC. Yes, and must see. Networks. Yes. Network, networks and advertising dollars. Yes. Yes. If all this nastiness had not, if he hadn't done it in the first place, yes, I think a Cosby reboot, people would be all over that. I get, I get, like I said, go back in time four years, they put that proposal to NBC or NBC asked them about that. That is something people would have tuned into. Or go back in time 40 years and go and say, hey, don't be this creepy guy. Jeez, Bill. Like, Yeah. And then 40 years from now, we'll reboot one of your most successful shows. So just don't be a disgusting predator. That's like all. Don't, don't be a nasty human being to the point that it makes me want to throw up when I say your name. That's right. Do that. And, you know, I can't even eat a Jell-O pudding pop. Do they still make those? I... F- I don't know. I don't think so, but I guarantee you it's much like whenever... Um, <laughs> it will never be made again. I, I guarantee a Subway is never going to mention Jared in another uh-huh. ad again. Like, <sighs> who, who, who saw, saw that, that coming? I'm just, <laughs> listen, you never would have thought of that. O.J. Simpson was one of the um, frontrunners to play the Terminator in James Cameron's Terminator. Really? The reason why James Cameron decided not to go with him is because he didn't think anyone would believe O.J. Simpson could kill someone with a gun. I, I'm well. He didn't. He didn't go into detail about about any of that. But I'm just saying, like the the, the thing with Jared. I don't think Subway ever saw that gun. Nobody saw the Cosby thing. Like the O.J. thing. Like to the point that like before like that became common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like if you would have proposed that to somebody or just told them what was eventually going to happen, you'd just be like. No, nah. that's the the what happened with the uh, father from Seventh Heaven. Oh yeah, Stephen Collins. Yeah, in the first Star Trek movie. I know. Another. I mean, that completely taints that that show. Who knew at the end of the day, Al Bundy was going to be the one that we could count on? Precisely. 
to the point where sometimes, to entertain myself, I make a list of people I would never, ever believe something awful about and go, hmm, hope it's not them next. Not that I want them. Well, you know what I mean. Speaking, I want them to have never been awful. That's what I'm trying speaking, to say. Speaking of shows, I would, I would see them, watch them revisit. Married with Children. <laughs> let let him get back with uh, with Peg. Like, yeah. And I mean, like Christina Applegate and David Festino aren't doing it. Like, seriously, give me give me a six episode. I think Christina run. runs a highly successful fantasy football website and something that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you're telling me if they were like, "Hey, do you want to be on Fox for six episodes?" Okay. This fall, I guarantee you, he's going to say yes. Yeah, I would. And like, I Katie Segal, like. Is pretty much entertaining. Where put her in Sons of Anarchy, put her in Future Rom. Like she's great everywhere. By the way, you'll find this amusing. The first year Sons of Anarchy was out, I wasn't watching it and I wasn't really paying attention, and I didn't I didn't know who was in it. I just knew something existed and I knew what it was about, and it was really very peripheral to me. Right, probably because the children were younger and sucking the life out of me. Probably not something they needed to watch either. Yeah, and I thought it was a documentary. <laughs> Until you saw Katie Seagal. And I was like, what exactly? Katie Seagal is in this documentary about bikers? I didn't know she likes... <laughs> does, she, does she ride bikes in real life? What is this about? Oh my, what is she selling? It's like, oh, it's a show. Okay. <laughs> well, it is shot very much with that kind of... <laughs> the 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 over the over the shoulder kind of steady cam kind yeah. of looks okay i yeah still well, again i, I hadn't actually that, but i can hadn't actually watched it i just was aware something existed and there's this and you knew that that bikers that Peg bundy was there uh later i did and that was my first clue that maybe what i thought was a documentary was not may not be yes so there you there you have it there are lots of things that, that you can binge on i let's start with Adam ruins everything, but not this Adam. No, I, well, I mean, I don't, I don't make everything perfect either, but I'm just, I don't ruin everything. That's no. all I'm saying. And then let's move on to, uh, geez, we mentioned so many shows. Let's say, let's, let's say, say Iron Fist. That, that seems like it was in there. It was. And let's say, uh, we have lots coming new this week that will be completely new as in Alec Baldwin's show. Another show I've already forgotten that I said we wanted to see, and many people want to see the Charmed reboot that starts. Daredevil Season well. 3. Daredevil Season 3. Go. That's Which right. Which we will be covering that. Oh, like, yeah. That's... I goes without saying. It, unless that thing just, like, goes off the rails on the third one. Like, I can't imagine that Daredevil Season 3 will not be just exceptional television. So, the fine actor that plays Daredevil, on set... Wears the same thing all of the time in his real life persona. I know this because a friend of mine has worked with him and her friend worked on the set of Daredevil. And they both happen to... He dresses as the devil from Hell's Kitchen when oh, he's no. not... No, it's just a gray shirt and jeans. It's like the same shirt and jeans. And it's it's maybe his version of Steve Jobs. But these the girls compared photos. It's like... Huh. I, I really he wore like that every day. That he just dresses as Daredevil even when he's not. Yeah, that would be funny. Like, I'll just go with that. It's like when Michael Keaton like showed up like to any let's say to multiplicity. Like when he showed up the premiere to that, he just dressed as Batman. They're like, uh Mike, what do you uh what 
Is that, Cal- awesome. is that Calvin Klein? No, I know that's my costume from Batman. Yes. The 1989 film. That, is yes. that your... Why, why are you wearing it? Because why not wear it, it again? Is it looks great. It was uh, sculpted to my physique. And, and it's got a utility belt that can be beat. Literally um, has anything that I need at any point, guys. You know, you would think utility belts like that would take off for more people other than, you know, utility construction workers. Because it is useful. You're talking about any time like I needed some shark repellent bat spray yes or like any any like something that makes me breathe underwater yes, like or, and gum an anti an anti like i don't know a poison pill like any of that on your belt put it on a belt I, now uh, th- coming from me this is this probably is going to come somewhat hypocritical um he can't really have all that stuff realistically and in, in his belt like but he could have, I don't know. I'm just a saying, bag like, of M and M's. It's got a lot. Of, yeah, but that's not going to help you fight the penguin, Jane. If you throw it on the floor, Un- unless the penguin has diabetes, like that's not <laughs> going to help you. Who knows? I don't. I don't think that's going to be how he takes him down. Like, you know, they took down in the Capone with to the Batman taxes. versus Superman. Like, I don't think they're just going to be like, this is how we take the penguin down. <laughs> Diabetes. Di- <laughs> Look at him. He, he obviously has it. Here, Pingy, have some M and M's. Yes. Like, and they they hold the the insulin hostage. No, I don't. Listen, I. I, I know that all all stories are just being told again, but I can't see that, like... I would watch it. I don't know, whatever. I guess if Martha can be a major plot point, like... I just think a utility belt that looked like Batman's utility belt with stuff in it uh, should catch on, because it's functional. Keep in mind, he's a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Okay. Buh. Buh-buh-buh-billionaire. And I want to throw this in here. Um, it is projected that Americans will spend nine b- b- billion dollars on Halloween this year. Nine billion. I can. I, I totally. Not million, that. which is still a lot. Nine billion. And my my wife would do every bit of that if I would let her. Okay. But I I do have to stop in and just be like, well, we need that for four months of rent. We can't spend that on Halloween direct. Billion. We, we just can't. Okay. And, and my girls were after me. Why are we decorating? It's like I put a wreath up or something. You know, we live on a dead end. And what, are, what do you want me to do? What, Who are we decorating for? Us? I don't care that much anymore. I, You've drained me. <laughs> Here, you just put like a pumpkin out. I do Christmas. Isn't that isn't that enough? Can we can we not just make it a yearly event? Why does it have to be bi yearly? <sighs> Anyway, uh, we could go on about other things that are, believe me, very entertaining, but we're just going to do that privately or just start a different podcast so we can do it there. That's probably the best idea. Yeah, I think so. So uh, enjoy your binging. I know next week is going to be super fantastic because we have a lot to watch this week that we're excited about. Adam ruins everything, but not this one. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens, the one that doesn't ruin everything ever.